0: Welcome back to the Simply Stogie's After Show, it's called Clear the Air, a show where your loyal cigar podcast servant suffers through an average of about five minutes of each episode of Simply Stogie's Podcast, just to bring the host back to the camera and microphone to dive a little deeper into the topic. This episode is going to be about their interaction with the kingpin in cigar media, cigar coop, and the PCA trade show. Speaking of hosts, I'm Tim, the host of Clear the Air. And with me as always, James and Nick, the host of Simply Stogie's podcast. We're gonna start with James. James, how are you? What you smoking?
1: Uh, I have no idea what the hell your intro was at all. We I never so, do. I'm so confused by it. I don't I don't even know what I'm I'm smoking uh, the uh Osgener uh family cigars, Bosphorus, the uh the Bosphorus 52, the little Robusto, Box Press. I think they're both box pressed. Uh and uh yeah so uh, that's uh that's what i'm smoking uh today i'm very glad to be here uh talk uh about the coop episode it was a a lot of fun uh to have coupon uh obviously a wealth of knowledge as i check my watch because i keep messages because nobody i tell everybody podcast like leave me alone i just need to put my phone on airplane well
0: you know i mean you can always go on do not disturb mode
1: airplane mode yeah airplane mode
0: yeah no. Uh, what's going on with your mic stand there? That uh, <laughs> that looks uh, kind of fancy.
1: For the keen uh, viewers uh, or listeners of the last episode with uh, with Cigar Coop with uh, William Cooper, you may have you may have caught me go. Oh well, shit! I just broke my mic arm because I did indeed break my mic arm. Uh, I got a new mic arm, so it's all good, as they say. Is it a
0: little heavy duty, heavier dutier?
1: No, it, it's actually shorter. So I had to move like where, like the base of it closer, uh, it lights up. It has great lights on it, which I would lift up and show the camera, but it's also just kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. but, well. but it is, uh, it, it, it does move the way I want it to. So, uh, all the
0: cool kids are doing RGB now. So R- is that what the kids yep. call it? RGB. Yep, RGB. Right, yeah. Cool story. Uh, Nick,
2: how are you doing? What you smoking? I'm doing well. I am smoking the Fuerte Libre bushwhacker in preparing for our interview and uh, my first meeting with uh, the owner and proprietor of this brand and looking forward to uh, trying it out and also you know, talking with him. them.
1: You know, you met him last, last year at the Mile I Kentucky did. Herb. Yeah. Don't do that <laughs> was, to me, James. Don't, don't do, do that, that to me. <laughs> me. I was going to say, you know so many people. How have you never met somebody? It's so like we've talked about this right, like ad nauseum. It's so hard for for Nick and, and guys in the industry to kind of really remember who they meet because they meet so many people. So I'm not, I'm just busting Nick's chops. I like, I get
2: it. I'm usually, I usually pride myself uh, with who I meet and and everything and keeping a having a good memory. But I guess the the years go on and uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not as good. But uh, my apologies.
0: Yeah, no, that'll be fun. I I can't wait to listen to that episode. And you guys are recording soon, wow. right? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I can't wait. So let's talk about uh, the
1: last episode. The one with oh yeah, what's good? Uh, Nick, you got something? Like, I think you got a little cigar on your lip. You're not. You're going to cut that out, aren't you? Oh yeah, that's why I did this. So that okay. Tim knows that when I do this, it's time to all right. Uh, yeah yeah. yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Just make it editing harder for you. So, it, you know, if if it were me, you wouldn't have stopped that. You would have
1: no, just let the all. whole thing I don't run. want Nick to look dumb. I, I But you, you can look dumb all day long, twice on Sunday. I, I w- okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's all good. I look forward to that. Uh, let's talk about the latest episode with Cigar Coop. That was a fun episode for me to listen to. It really was. Uh, and it really made me develop a different viewpoint of not only the PCA trade show, but of what cigar media is and what it should be. And I was just kind of wondering, especially for James, did your viewpoints change at all? No,
1: no, no. No. Why not? Because cigar media is cigar media. Look, I've had this conversation over and over again with different people, both in and uh, in around Simply Stogies and and in those in and around the industry. <laughs> and, and cigar media is a weird thing. And, and, and I do agree with Coop. Uh, I, I think Will made a good point when he said, you know, cigar media is all of it. Like whether or not you want to be cigar media, if you're an influencer, you're like, you're cigar media. If you are a podcaster, you're cigar media. Um, does that, but you're not a journalist. I think there's a, there's a distinction that a lot of folks don't understand because mainstream journalism has kind of blurred the lines with the talking heads and the pundits in the last 20 to 30 years uh, with the advent of the 24-7 uh, news cycle. And we're all kind of just programmed to be like, oh, well, this is media. And it, it's a type of media, but I think there's a distinction between journalism and, and media. And with that said, I think what Half Wheel does is journalism. Uh outside of their reviews. It's journalism. I think what uh William Cooper does with Cigar Coop and and his uh posse of folks that he's got over there is outside of his reviews, is journalism. Okay. Uh, I think what we do here is a form of journalism because it's interviewing folks in and around the industry. Uh, It's also, we have on occasion, uh, Nick and I have become talking heads, especially when it comes to Cuba and uh, Cuban cigars. Uh, And even, uh, you know, with, with the, um, with the, with the new world cigars, I think uh, he and I have also kind of done the talking head bit a little bit. So do I think, that all media are created equal? No. No, I don't. Um, <clears throat> look, I know influencers. Uh, I, I I know several of them. I, they're great folks. They really are. They're just doing their thing. They've got a passion, some of them, for for cigar. Some of them don't. Uh, but for the most part, they, they they do. And I don't begrudge them what they do, but it is a different space. And I still don't think they should be allowed into... Uh, the PCA But Nick Change my mind Do you agree or disagree Well The lines
2: are definitely blurred Um, I saw a few A few years back But From what I understand now It's An abundance Of influencers out there Where do you draw the line These lines are so blurred Is it you have A million followers And everybody kisses your ass And then everybody wants you there Or you got two followers And you still want the same rights And, uh, you know, permissions. I I don't know. It's a tough thing to gauge. I think if you're serious about it, you pay your dues, you pay your money and you really want to be in it and build it. I don't think they should prevent somebody from starting out as well as the guy that's got the million followers. I don't think anybody's got a million followers. Not, not, not in the cigar world, but if they did, everybody would be kissing his ass. (laughs) You know that, you know, um, it's so funny when you talk about Coop. Uh Tim mentioned him as what did you call him? The, the King King The King King. Oh, pin. James, you did listen. I don't know oh, what's man.
0: going on. Yeah. I um, heard
2: that part and I just uh, was like,
1: okay, well, all right.
2: You know, I, I love Coop. We're dear friends. And when I first met him, he was sitting in the back of a couch in the in a private little lounge in uh in Charlotte, North Carolina, back in like, I think it was like I don't know, 10, 11, um, 12. I, I forget what year it was. You know, it was early on. He had a blog. And I remember some saying, oh, yeah, he's just a blogger, like somebody that was in there. I'm <laughs> like, oh, see, but I treat everybody with respect. And I went up to him and I said, how you doing? And, and uh, you know what? I would have to say that I don't know if he would say he was a little on the shy side when I first met him. I mean, he wasn't like completely introvert or anything, but he was a little on the shy side and. We started chatting and uh, we became fast friends for, you know, for over a decade plus now. Um, And he, I will say, he works hard in his trade. I've said it on that show. He puts in more hours in his, I'm sure his his boss wouldn't want to hear it, but I think the amount of hours that he puts into his side job, so to speak, than his uh, paid vocation um, not that he's not paid for doing Cigar coupe, but I know he puts in hours, you know, yeah. like the guy works around the clock. He works around the clock and, you know, he's built a nice team uh, that's around him as well now. And, uh, you know, he he deserves what he's got, you know, and uh, he went from a, a nobody to uh, being Pretty well known, yeah, at least within the industry, you know. And uh, he gets a lot of play, and and I'm really happy for him. And I will, I'm happy and fortunate that he was able to come on our show and share his wisdom with us as well and our listeners.
1: Absolutely. I, and you brought up, I'm sorry, Tim, I'm going to interrupt you for just a
2: second. <laughs> yeah,
1: go for it. So you brought up bloggers, and I think bloggers is another distinction. Like, look, when you talk cigar reviews, that's a blog, that's a blogger. That's somebody who's reviewing something. And you could look at it as, in some cases, uh, as consumer reports, right? If you're not buying the cigars or you're not getting free cigars from manufacturers and you review them, then you're, that's, to me, that's journalism. If you are getting free cigars from manufacturers and you are reviewing those cigars that you did not purchase, you are shilling. And I say that jokingly, but you're basically propaganda for them. Now, whether or not you like that cigar and you give it a good rating is neither here nor there. If you're up front, if you're transparent about it, it's I, I think it's moderately better. Uh, but if you're not telling your readers that you are reviewing a cigar that was given to you for free, you are not doing, you're not a journalist you are a blogger you are you are more of a propaganda influencer type person than anything else now we don't take free cigars we are starting to take advertising i've been very upfront about that we still don't take free cigars uh i i don't get free cigars from nick like unless he's like here try yeah. this like blend or whatever but yeah. it's 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 i buy my cigars from nick um i buy well, my cigars when when i review cigars right like we just don't take free cigars and do reviews on uh, and- yeah, but even even Coop said, and, I, and, and I'm like,
2: I don't know. I'm on the fence with that, James. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking free cigars if you're legit. And any manufacturer would gladly give you cigars to have them reviewed. Sure. So I don't think there's anything. And, and like I remember whether it was on the air or off the air, Coop said it best. Listen, if you're not taking free cigars or you are, people are going to assume you're getting them for free.
1: Now, yeah, and I, And I know
2: you've said that before, too. Cigar aficionado claims they buy their cigars. Even Half Wheel buys a lot of their cigars. They get cigars sent in, so you know it's a little bit of both. As long as the the only good part about buying your own cigars is you know they're not sending you some different cigar. You know you're getting it from so it's more of a honest review of that particular cigar because the manufacturer is not giving you like loaded dice, so to speak, or something that they know is going to be different than what you, everybody else is. So in that regard, it's a good thing to, to buy your cigars for sure for that reason. But just because people are giving you free cigars, what I always hated in this industry and as a manufacturer and as a media is when people ask for cigars, you know, you don't need to ask if your media, you don't need to ask for cigars. If you have to ask for it, then you need to leave, you know, because if the manufacturer is not going to give it to you, then please go buy your cigars and do your review. You should not be prevented from doing your report, your news story, whatever it may be. But if they don't and you have to ask, there's no better. There's no worse look than that. I, I
1: just don't think it's a well, good look for if This is this is a, a monster that the PCA. Has created because part of the uh, and I whether or not they enforce it, but part of the rules uh, say that if you're going to attend the PCA as as a media outlet, as a, uh, a partner, industry partner is what they call it, that you have to have written a cigar review in the last 12 months. And if you have not written a cigar review in the last 12 months, you cannot participate. And, and to me, that that's feeding the beast. You know, they complained when people were, and rightly so, but they complained when people were, and they treat, and they still treat us differently this day. Coop even said that. When media folks were saying, hey, give us free cigars or, you know, we're going to tank your review. Uh, you said, and, and that's, you, and that's you said BS, that, but
0: Sorry, but you said that in order to attend as media, you have to have written a review in the past 12 months. Correct. Okay. So I'm kind of thinking, and I don't know. Don't, I did do my research. It. Yeah, they can't they enforce, enforce it them because I'm sure that we saw some people there that they probably they do online. They do YouTube reviews or Facebook reviews or whatever, but I don't think well, I've they seen. They have
1: to just do a review. They okay, just have so, to do a review.
0: Like it okay, doesn't So have to then be that probably weird. needs to be updated.
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah, like a lot of that needs to be updated. Like, look, for all the good the PCA does and and Coop was very forgiving because he's seen it. He's seen what it was, where it was and how far it's come you and i haven't Tim. right right and, and nick has seen the manufacturer side no I, I went
2: this video as media too james i was there wearing double hats
1: when so, i was there for so smooth, then you smooth know dress. you're you're with coop then you see where it was you know where where it was and how far it's come you and i haven't Tim. and so for you and i this is we look at it as newcomers going man there's a lot wrong with how they kind of do things. Like, why is there not a bullpen? Why does media not get uh, a place on the floor? Uh, We have to buy it for $5,000 minimum uh, to have a place on the floor to, to write, to have access to the Wi-Fi, to be able to plug in, all of that stuff. And it just, they make it harder for us than it needs to be. So anything that we want to edit on the fly, typically we have to go to the room or we have to find a quiet corner that you can break out the laptop and, and get it done.
0: Yeah, last... And, and that's just
1: uh, not professional.
0: Last year, I sat in the hallway right outside the the trade floor recharging
1: my battery, and while I was recharging, I was doing editing. And, and the second, or the first year, we were going to the business center, mm-hmm. which is down the hall, uh, or we were going to the Circle Bar uh, there in the Venetian and 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 trying to edit stuff. I remember editing on the bar, like getting the laptop, putting it on the bar. Bartender's like, what are you doing? I'm like, and it's just a, it's a big giant pain in the dick. I mean, yeah. it just is. And, and the PCA could make it. It's not like they don't have the space. They certainly have the space. We've uh,
0: had the conversations before and and you've even said them uh, just recently is, you know, well, they could do this. We could do that. But listening to the episode, I was like, you know what? I didn't even think about that. I don't know what the last 10, 12, 13 years of the trade show was. So yeah, yeah. I can only make, conclusions or assumptions based off of the two years that we've previously gone.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. We're obviously we're still newbies to this. We've been doing this for four and a half years now, Um, and it's grown, excuse me, it's grown exponentially uh, in the last four and a half years. And this is still uh, the most uh, popular podcast that I've ever done. Uh, We're still crushing numbers on both the website and, and the podcast and this show has taken, and I'm sure we'll get to that a little bit later. That was Um, a
0: perfect time for you to cut out.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it was just, it's not, it's, it's, uh, there's just some things that I, I wish would, would change and maybe they will in the next few years. I, I don't know. Um, I think it would be great to uh, during the press conference if maybe we brought some of this up, Tim, since you're going to the press conference.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nick and I will, uh, I, I, I guess I didn't really ask Nick. Nick, will you go to the press conference with me? I feel like I just prom. asked a prom date. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Why not? No, and we didn't go last year. and it, And we didn't go because it was just to the press conference, <clears throat> just because it was pure
1: chaos. We and didn't. Look, let's be honest. I'm going to be honest here and I'm going to be transparent with the people. Okay. So I'm going to talk to you folks. We didn't go to the press conference last year because I was mad at the PCA. Uh, The first year we were there was COVID year, right? 2021. And we were able to go in on day zero. They didn't care. They let media in on day zero and we were able to get a lot of B-roll. We were able to, to make appointments with folks that we couldn't get a hold of prior to. Uh, we were able to get uh, a ton of footage, network a ton, and it was great. And then last year, they shut us down. They said, no, Dave, you can't go in There's a safety issue. What do you mean safety issue? Well, they're putting together stuff. <laughs> what, are they, what are they putting together that we can't go in there that's going to fall on our heads? Like, what are you talking about? No one's going in with a hard hat. Like, I just don't get it. And we had appointments set up for day zero because they had pitched day zero to the manufacturers. As a data set up media, but then they wouldn't let us in on the floor. And their solution, the PCA solution on the fly was, oh, I just go do it by the sign. And I'm like, they don't, they don't, they don't want that. They want to show off their booth. In some cases, <clears throat> these guys have spent upwards of a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars for their booth, right? And all in, some of them are in the millions of dollars uh, when it's all said and done. And they don't. They don't want to stand by a sign and then talk about cigars that you can't see. And then we have to edit in B-roll footage later. It's not what people want. And that's certainly not what the manufacturer wants. So I thought it was a terrible, and so I was upset. And I'm like, I'd have no desire to ask these guys any questions based on how they treated media last year. And, you know, and last year we talked about this with Coop. It was, I think it was a, a much better experience. Uh, than it has been this year because there there was a splash page last year that let all the manufacturers know who from media was going to be there, and this year there's nothing.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that again. I mean, that's really simple. Hey, send us your logo. We're going to throw it on a page because and we're that's it.
1: And it, this is where I get upset with them. And and you know, it was it was nice to have will kind of talk me down off that cliff so that you guys didn't get the rant last time, but you're going to get the rant this time <laughs> because we are an afterthought. That is all we are to the PCA is we are an afterthought as media. We are not their primary focus, nor should we be, but the, the PCA does not recognize the value that media, because we're still just those damn bloggers bring to the trade show. We are able to, in real time, in some cases, bring news to consumers. We are able to tell consumers in a very timely fashion what to expect. And why is that important to manufacturers? Because consumers are going to go to the shops and they're going to say, are you getting this? Oh, well, no, I wasn't going to. Well, you need to bring it in. Manufacturers want that. They want that interaction between consumer and the retailer, right? Because if they don't have that, and the retailer should want that as well, because it keeps people from going on on you know these. And we've talked about these before, but those those large websites that sell discounted cigars because they're able to buy them in bulk. It keeps people from doing that. Consumers are then they would rather spend money. I think in most cases at the B uh, and M and support their local B and M. Then then buy from these guys. So it, it it's a win-win if they would just embrace us and give us a modicum of credit for what we actually do, not only for the manufacturers and the retailers there, but but for the PCA itself. Like we well, give the PCA how many times have we had you know somebody from the PCA on? We've had Glenn Loop on, like what, three times? We've had Josh Aberski on. Like I, you know. <laughs> They just, they don't understand what we do because we're just those damn bloggers.
0: Well, I'm going to agree with Nick on the statement of, or, or, or battling the statement of an afterthought. I mean, we're a thought, (laughs) not a very big thought. I just, my problem with it is, is that, and you know, there's nobody that's sitting there on the board that's saying, Hey, here's media. This is what no, me, but, you but know, they've got they're, somebody they're...
1: from media on the board now, and he does. Um, God, I can't remember the name of the magazine. Coop, Coop talked about it because uh, he knew exactly what I was talking about.
0: Was it and Cigar
1: Snob or no, no? It was something else. Uh, but he's on the board now. Okay, uh, you know he he's part of the team there. So you would hope that he would be able to kind of do this. But I know their media li- liaison, like Coop mentioned it. They they left, so there's not a media liaison right now. Like right before the trade show and there's nobody that, yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's not. It's an just,
2: important position. I don't know how they could go without one.
1: Right. I don't either. Like th- they need to name somebody in the interim and have them reach out to all of the 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 media that's going to be there. And look, I, I, media should encompass everybody. I, I I I don't mean to denigrate any of the influencers because look, I you know, and I mentioned this, that I had a conversation with somebody. Uh, In the industry about what would you do if somebody shoved a phone in your face or a camera? Like, what's the difference? And he's like, yeah, there's a big difference. But we know, like the guys from Evil Empire, like they're great. Uh, Dan Ravinelli, 505 Cigar Reviews, he's great. He's doing his thing on Instagram. And their media, they do the media, they do the media bit. They do the reviews. They have people on from around the industry. They get, you know, the manufacturers out. I think Nick's even been on uh, Evil Empire Cigar Society. I have. I I,
2: I think the influencers definitely have a place um, because at the end of the day, a manufacturer, a brand wants to get the word out, right? If it's on a blog, as we, you know, that was a very derogatory term, but that's how it all started. Bloggers are all bloggers. Now it's kind of moved on from that. So you went from bloggers and now you have media, cigar media, And then you have influencers. Influencers, if they get the word out to consumers, what better way? So yeah, they have an important role. And if they are somewhat celebrities in their own right, there have been some in the past that uh, in a different medium of sorts. But I think it's an important role. So if somebody wants to go that route and talk cigars and has a passion for it. And uh, I don't see there there's
1: anything wrong with influencers. I, 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 don't, don't, have I don't either. I really don't. I, I I think that it it's you know like Coop said, um, any any publicity in this fashion, anything that shines a light on cigars and the cigar lifestyle and the hobby is a good thing. Like I I really do. However, I will I would say with the caveat that I think that if manufacturers want influencers to do that, manufacturers should pay influencers to do that, and some do. Some do They do some do. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm way okay with that. Like, you know, Hey, we're going to, we're going to issue an influencer badge for, I don't know. I'm just off the top of my head. Arturo Fuente. Right. And they're going to be able to bring in this influencer and this influencer is going to talk whatever they want. They can go to other booths. They could do whatever, but they're Arturo Fuente's influencer. That's kind of a cool idea. I mean, I, I, look, from your mouth to fucking Scott Pierce's ears. Like, I, I, I really wish that these guys would just talk to us, the damn bloggers, and find out what it is we need and what we want and what would really help us shine a light on what they're doing all year long, not just trade show, but all year long. They're really good. If we want an interview with them, they'll come on and they'll talk politics. They'll talk legislation. They'll talk all that stuff. And, you know, but when it comes, when it comes to brass tacks and, and and getting the word out about the trade show, it just seems like, like I said, we're kind of a afterthought.
0: Eh, I I agree to disagree, but, <laughs> you know, one of the things that um, I thought was kind of interesting and I picked up on it just because we were there and I'm listening to the show and, and we're talking about PCA because it's coming up. That's the big thing that's on our minds, you know, and uh, kind of what the show is and um, Coop said that he felt that lately it's been focused on the personalities and I'm trying to kind of like I kind of see it but I kind of don't and I'm just kind of I, what what is your thought on I, that statement? I,
1: I want to defer to Nick for this
0: yeah, I kind of wanted to too, but then I saw that you were going to open your no, mouth.
1: No, well, yeah, well, when do I not open my mouth? <laughs> the empty can rattles the most, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, like cuz Nick's in it. Like he like you're a manufacturer, so what are your thoughts? No comment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's for this show. No, I think I, I kind of see it just because I, I feel like a lot of the stuff that we've done in the past, it's, it's been focusing on those personalities and those, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we highlight the cigars and stuff like that, but I feel like that's kind of what we brought out was the personalities of the people that we were meeting. And I, I don't know if that's what Coop meant.
1: I think it's a like it's a monster that we created. We're we're Dr. Frankenstein in this case. Uh, if the, you're referring to
2: If you're referring to personalities in the media or personalities on the cigar side. On the I'm cigar confused. side. On the cigar yeah. side. Okay. The bottom line is every brand will do anything to get their brand out there. A lot of them have faces to the brands. Without the face to the brand, they don't exist. There's other brands that do not have, and they're done for a reason that way, where there is not one specific person that represents or is the face of that brand. Whatever seems to work for the, for the manufacturer, everybody has their marketing plan, their marketing approach. A lot of them are personality-driven. There are some that it's all about the personality, but the personality sells cigars. I personally... Obviously, I'm the face of my own brand, but I don't think I'm this, you know, entertaining, uh, you know, jovial guy that everybody wants to meet. I think I'd like to think I have cigar knowledge. I'd like to think that my sheer passion for the cigar, uh, that I can talk to anybody about cigars that are in, that are interested in talking about cigars. But I like to say I'd like to think that my cigar speaks for the brand. Not necessarily just me. I'm the mouthpiece of it, and I will talk about it because I believe so much so in my brand and because I blend it. I mean, that's that's it would be difficult to not believe in something that you create. Um, it's it's also a double edged sword. I think I would have an easier time selling using the word selling, selling something that I don't have a, a creative process in it. It's much easier to sell a widget that somebody else produces. So I have a really weird thing about selling my own stuff because, yes, I'm selling it because I want people to buy it and I want people to enjoy it. But at the same time, I want people to do it kind of on their own. It, I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's a psychological Weird thing that I have about not being able to. Um, that's why I don't do a lot of social media. You go, What do you mean? You're on you're on podcasts? Yes, but I don't like to talk just about my stuff. I like to talk about cigars and about being in the cigar lifestyle and the media and everything like that. That's why I love doing podcasts. I have no problem. I'm not like a shy guy that that wants to crawl under a rock. No, I don't have a problem speaking to the masses. However, I like to talk cigars in general. I like to talk about. I love meeting other people that enjoy this passion, um, and that's why I'm in the cigar and why I agreed to do the the podcast. So it's a weird thing for me. So personality is important. Some brands more than others.
1: I agree. I look I, again. It's, it is something that we've created as bloggers uh, that we've been able because we have been able to highlight the uh, the personalities around these these brands. But I think that's just a, a, an evolutionary shift. In the way things have gone since the '90s, um, I mean, look at Rocky Patel. I think he is a, a he is a rock star in the industry. He is the face of the industry when it comes to legislation. He's the face of the industry when it comes to mainstream media. Like he's the guy. And then you have you know in the in the early aughts is what they, I think they call him. Uh, you know Pete Johnson, Matt Booth, and uh, uh, John Hoover coming in right? And these are personalities. They are cults of personality. And they have lots of personality. And I've always said that a story will sell a cigar more than the cigar itself. I mean, it just will. If there's a great story behind the cigar, people are going to glob onto it and just be like, oh, that's the greatest thing ever. And there's nothing wrong with that. So these guys come up with stories and they become storytellers. Like, you know, I think uh, Nick touched on it the last time we had uh, Clear the Air where You kind of have to be a storyteller. And the more you tell the stories, you know, the easier it becomes to tell those stories and you get used to it. And you remember how, it went. you remember the reaction. So you know what reactions you're going to get at certain times during the story. People love that. And that, that gives us, that's fodder for us, damn bloggers. That is fodder for us because it's infotainment. It's entertaining and it's also getting information into the hands of the consumers faster than waiting for a cigar to ship from a trade show that nobody is that covering.
0: Well, and I think what's also nice about that story and why people like it is because when they hang out with their buddies or they're at the lounge, they're like, hey, have you ever had this cigar before? No, okay, well, let me tell you about it. So now they get to retell the story. And so, yeah, I can see why the story, the personality, yeah. that kind of thing would would play off. I I just was thinking about it because, you know, I know in the past, because again, there's how many manufacturers at the trade show? And there's just no way in heck that a team of four or five people can cover a fraction of that floor. There's just No. no way. There's not enough time, not enough energy. And so when we were going through and and trying to figure out, okay, who are we going to get to? You know, we'd look at one manufacturer and we're like, Oh, we can't, we can't talk to that main person. They're not going to be there. Okay. Well, they just fell back on the list because we want to, we want to communicate with the figureheads of these manufacturers as
1: much as we can. Well, sure. I look, if if the option is a rep, and this is no disrespect to any rep because there are several reps, I'd love to have on the show. Dave Payne being one of them from Crown Heads.
0: Um, oh, yeah, that would be a great one.
1: Right. I mean, there are some really great reps out there, and they know their stuff, you know. Um, Sean Williams, Cohiba, right? Great. like. So there are people. Well, he's not a he, rep. He's, he's the not face a rep of at, the brand. Yeah, he's Right. He's yeah. the face of the brand. But there are people out there that aren't Jorge Padron or, uh, you know, Carlito that are in the companies that would be great to have on. And then there are those that are just not. If you are in a smaller company and you are not wanting to be the face or you want to put out your rep to be the face of the company to come on a podcast and talk about it, that tells me one of two things. Either A, you don't understand, you still don't understand, you don't grasp the power that a podcast has to get your message out and to highlight your brand, or B, you just don't care. Or C,
2: they're shy.
1: There are people people
2: that don't want to be, you know, in front of the microphone, in front of the camera. They just want their brand to sell on its own, which is a difficult thing. You know, you need to. And I think most people understand that if they want to get their message out, nobody's going to tell their story better than they will. So they understand it, but there are people, I know a few that come to the top of my head, you know, that are just shy. They just don't really care to be in front of the microphone. So I'm just saying there's, there is a C.
1: There is a C, but I think those are few and far between. I, 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 cause I've seen, like, here's the thing, like they will go on the bigger outlets, but they won't, they won't come on our show. And we're not, the smallest outlet out there. Like any more, I would say we are we are firmly uh, in the medium-sized outlet. With the amount of traffic that we do on the website and the amount of downloads we get on the on on the podcast and whatnot, we are we are uh, still growing. And so, to not recognize the type of exposure your brand can get. And I'm not saying that you've got to come on. You certainly don't have to. And you'll probably you probably still do well if you don't come on our show. But like to just be like, I'll send the rep to me. That is dismissive of who we are. And maybe I take it personally because and I shouldn't um, because I am so passionate about what we do. And I like what we do. And I think we do a great job at what we do. Um, But that's just those are my feelings on it. And but you're you're right. There's definitely a third option. Some people just don't want to They get their camera shy. I've well, seen people I, be microphone shy.
0: Yeah, that could be. I, I mean, I look at it kind of like Coop said. Uh, when they're like dismissive like that, that's your first or second no, and you just keep trying year after year, and eventually they're going to realize that either a you're not going anywhere, or b okay now they've reached the level to where I want to. I'm, I'm willing to talk. Yeah, or or something along that line.
1: Oh uh, yeah, no, that I mean, you're not wrong. It. I, it, I, it, it it's hard to, to let ego go. Sometimes you have a and lot I don't have of the ego. My friend. I, I do. I do. But you I, have a lot. I, of I try ego. not to have ego when it comes to this because I know we're still small. I mean, we're medium, but we're, we're, nobody gives a shit about Oh, what me we do. too.
0: I, I, I've got ego now too because I'm pretty sure Coop tried to steal God me from Simply it, Stogies.
1: Fuck off. He did not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, let's not go that far. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: seriously, right? Like, like Jesus Christ. Team Coop. Team Coop. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> listen I, he
2: recognized that this was a good concept when you first told me about it, i said oh that's cool you know it's been done just never been done in the cigar world and i think it's cool and uh you know what are you laughing at james I,
1: because i remember the conversation with tim this has been a conversation fuck, for <laughs> three years Bad. i think literally three years Yeah, I
0: don't know about three years, but
1: he came to me and he goes, Hey, uh, I want to do a podcast. I go, Okay, great. I'll I'll help you out however I can. Like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to do kind of like an after show where we dissect the actual show and we we talk about it. And I'm like, That's the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard. No. That's
2: funny. I had the exact opposite uh, feeling when when you told me about it.
1: Apparently, I I I really did. I don't have the uh, the uh, business chops for this because I'm like that's the dumbest fucking idea ever. And Coop's like uh, CTA is the secret sauce to Simply so. <laughs> yeah, I, so don't, like, I don't <laughs> I don't know if I'm
0: gonna buy that package, but you know, I mean, we've tried things, and you know, some of most of it didn't really work that well. Um, you know, or or we ran out of ideas or something like that. And, you know, uh, because we were doing cigars and coffee, and I'm like, man, this is getting dry. It's getting I'm old. not it's a the smart same- man.
1: No, yeah. It yeah. Was fucking- yeah. And,
0: and so we're like, okay, well, we need to do something. And I'm like, okay, well, like, what if we do kind of a combination of the two, but our primary topic is the simply Stogie show?
1: Because not then we always a-
0: have something to go
1: back to. Not to take away from your idea, Tim. Because your idea but you're is going is, is, to. No, is obviously it's obviously taken off. Like people watch it, people listen to it. Like right. I don't even understand. Well, I appreciate it. James but doesn't. I, 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 I do appreciate it. It's a great <laughs> idea that I didn't recognize. Like Nick thought it was a great idea. Uh you know, and he I think even uh uh you know our, our friend Randy, who I haven't mentioned up until now, thought it was a great idea. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, This is such a fun show. He's like, I like this show better than I like the regular show. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but it was just, it, it, it was a weird concept to me to dissect what we've already discussed. And I didn't like, I, I give you full credit, full credit for that. But I think part of the problem was with like cigars and coffee and things like that. We weren't putting that out as part of the podcast. We kept cigars and coffee as a separate entity and it wasn't going out on the same audio feed as the podcast, this goes out on the same audio feed because it's the after show, and it kind of ties in where the other one was was basically just two jackasses sitting around in a in a fucking lounge talking about what two jackasses talk about in a cigar lounge. And, and not to take away from any show that does that, because there's a ton of 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 cigar podcasts and cigar shows out there that do that. But I never wanted to be that. I always wanted to be something different. I wanted this to be, like I said, infotainment, and and show is uh, an extension of that so I if I, can, I don't know if it's a secret sauce of Simply Stogie.
0: Yeah I don't know if I would go that far. I mean for me you're, you you just said it that too but um, <laughs> when we did Cigars and Coffee and Tales from the Lounge it was something that well Simply Stogie's podcast does it but it's completely separate from the podcast the podcast is coming out every two weeks and I'm like well if we make this an extension of it now we're delivering something weekly. weekly we're in yeah. ears, and uh, I don't know why people would watch us because we're—I'm not the prettiest. I'm on not the
1: show. a pretty motherfucker. No,
2: it's the, the eye candy is all Nick. It is all Nick.
1: One hundred percent, Nick. Uh
2: huh. <laughs> I just always thought the you know radio was great. Everybody enjoyed radio, and there's something to be said about radio and audio because you use your imagination. But unfortunately, in today's day and age, everybody is about video. There's a lot of people, okay, podcasts have had this big resurgence and audios kind of come back um, because people drive in their car and they can listen while they're driving. But a lot of people like to watch and you're missing that audience. Um, But here we have the best of both worlds. So I was really excited that, you know, I was coming, you know, right from the get go with the video element of it, whether anybody watches it or not, doesn't matter. The fact that we have it out there and people can watch it, that's all we need to do. And people will come, you know, build it, and they will come. I do believe that.
1: Yeah, it's right down the road. The Field of mm. Dreams is right down there. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it's really. It's yeah, like it literally, is. it's literally right down the road, like 20 minutes away. Yeah, do you go there? No, I don't go there. And I, love, <laughs> I like baseball, but I, I, don't, uh, I don't go, no. They built it, and he will not come. I won't go, because they kind of tell you you're going to go, and I'm like, I'm not even going I I, I did want to go, and they did uh, what was it, last year they did the baseball game there? I know there's another one this year, but uh, they did it last year for the first time. Kind of wanted to go, but tickets were outrageous, and I'm like, i i not pay for that. Who owns that? Uh, I think... I don't remember. I know it got sold, and that's why they're doing this now, because, I mean, it made money for... right after the, the movie came out and whatnot, but uh, the last up until it got bought now and kind of repurposed into this, oh, we're going to have a Major League Baseball game there now and all this stuff. It wasn't making any money.
0: Do they do that mm. yearly or was that a one-time thing?
1: No, they're doing it. I think there's another one this year. Really? I think so. I don't know. I, I, I don't really want to look it up because I don't care that much. I'm not going. Uh, tickets were outrageous, like literally outrageous. I, I On the secondary market, they were going for a shit ton of money. $3,000. Like, uh, 3000 Taylor, Taylor Swift. One? Yeah, like T Swift. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly
0: right. $50,000 for nosebleed no, seats.
1: I have no desire that, to go to a T Swift concert or a Field of Dreams Major League Baseball game.
0: So you strike me as a Tay Tay fan. So I, I'm surprised you <laughs> wouldn't pay that kind of dough to see your favorite Tater.
1: All the nice things I begrudgingly just said to you, <laughs> I take back.
0: Take them all all back. So as you take all those nice things you said to me back and uh, continue to abuse me, uh, that's our relationship. And I'm okay with it because somebody needs to be the punching bag. Uh, You win. (laughs) All right. So how ready for the PCA trade show are you?
1: Like on a scale of one to 10?
0: Sure. We'll give it a scale of one to 10.
1: I feel like this is the most prepared we've ever been for a a trade show. And this is only our third time. We have dump some money into some equipment. We now have 3 rigs. Um they're all the same. We we have money for all of it. You just dump some more money and some more equipment that you're going to be testing out uh just to kind of, you know, tighten things up a little bit, both literally and figuratively. Um <laughs> and
0: uh, don't forget to bring a screwdriver.
1: Yeah, I will not forget to bring a screwdriver. Um oh. I look, it's like Coop said, right? Something's going to go wrong. It always does. It always does. Something goes, Is this will end up uh, being a shit show on our part <laughs> because it always is. There's never enough time in the day. You've already alluded to that once. There's not enough time for five guys with three rigs to go around and get 75% of stuff. We'll be happy. We'll be lucky if we get 40% uh, because yeah. we do interviews. I. That's the thing. So when you, you compare what, um, We do to what half wheel does. Half wheel goes around. They take pictures of every booth. They talk to these people for five or 10 minutes and get the highlights and they move on. And they're able to pump out quite a bit because they spend the the ducats as we used to call it in the nineties, the money for that, that, that space on the floor, five grand, 10 grand, whatever it is to have something where they can immediately go and write it up and pump it out. Right. And then they're back out there in five minutes. And these aren't long articles They're, Hey, this is the booth. This is what they had at the booth. This is what's new coming out. This was the, the, uh, basically the press release that they, they, they said to us while we were there. And that was it. That's it.
0: And they've been doing it for so long. It's pretty much it's, templated. It's
1: second nature for them and kudos to them for that. And hopefully one day we can get to that level. We are not at that level, unfortunately. Um, on a scale of one to 10, uh, I will say a, I I feel like we have the right equipment and the right people this year, as opposed to the last couple of years, the first year it was just us last year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And that was a small show and we Mm -hmm. still like, we were still doing 40,000 steps a day, trying to figure everything out. Last year we had a full boat and it was a giant shit show. And we didn't get out nearly as much stuff as we wanted to. We only had the one camera. We had two cameras, but they didn't play nice with one another. Now this year, we've kind of, like I said, we've upgraded and stuff. I- I'll say a seven. I'll stop talking and say, I-, I feel like a seven, but my nervousness level is off the fucking charts. I am nervous as fuck about this. I just am because this is, this is for us as are those damn bloggers, uh, an opportunity to grab more people to grab more viewers, more listeners, more readers uh, to come on. In the last couple of years, it's been, we see that spike. We see that growth. We see that. um, And so I'm hoping we see that again this year, but I'm, you know, you're always nervous. You're always nervous. Are we going to do a good job? Is everything going to run smoothly? Are we going to be able to get the people we want to get? Are we going to be able to get everybody? Um, It's yeah. So I'm nervous. I don't fucking Mm -hmm.
0: It's also a great opportunity, uh, yes, to get views, to get clicks, you know, to get our name out there. But it's also a great opportunity to establish and build relationships with the manufacturers.
1: I I think we've done a really good job of that over the years. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, every year we always meet different manufacturers that we haven't talked to. We're able to network with them and kind of get our name in their ear. Um, I have phone numbers for folks that are just here, here's my phone number. Like when you, when you have, when you want us on, like, and I'm just like, I, we're so swamped with, with guests and with folks from around the industry that we know that we want to have on. And we want to highlight their product. There are folks that like, I, like I've said this before publicly, we had to tell, I had to tell Rick Rodriguez, like, I can't get you on until after the trade show. Like, sorry. Like, I want to have you on. You're a great guest, but I like I can't. Sorry, Ricky. Like, and he's like, no, that's fine. Like, after the trade show, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. But that's then there's guys, yeah. But then there's folks like um, uh, Enrique from 1502 Cigar. Like, I've told him last year I want to have him on. And now here we are a year later. And it's like, hey, I still haven't had you on, but we're going to get you on. Like, let's schedule it. So I just need to be firm and be like, hey, you tell me when you're available and let's do it right there at the trade show. Like, we'll we'll just do it then. Cause that worked pretty well at uh, uh, at my old Kentucky hearth, just being like, nope. Let's let's do a date right now.
0: Yeah, and you know and we, have and we have the equipment, we have the people yeah. for it. Like, so, yeah, Luciano,
1: like Luciano is one of those guys that we've been wanting to have on for two years, three years, and it's like finally, we're finally going to get him on. I think at the uh, the end of this month. So, I don't know, Nick how how prepared are you? Well, I don't have anything to base it
2: to use it as a barometer. I'm just going and excited to be back in this role, uh, as media at the same time, I get to see all my friends in the industry because I've been away from it for a couple of years and, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to go back and put on the, uh, the social media slash whatever media hat, you know, which yeah, I am blogger hat, you know, the <laughs> blogger hat, you know, and, uh, get to talk to people. And I think it's, it's going to be great. Uh, for me, I have no, preconceived notions. I'm going in like with a blank slate and I'm just going to do the best job I can do and just uh, do what, uh, you know, what comes naturally. And I think it'll be fine. You know, so I don't think there's something to be nervous about. You know, Again, we're infotainment, as you so well said, you know, this is news. But we're here to entertain people. You know, cigars is a passion. It's it's a hobby. It could be a side thing uh, for people that, you know, there are people that I know listen every week. And I'm happy and very uh, honored to have them listen to us uh, week after week. And the person that just jumps in and listens every now and then, hey, I, 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 I'm happy to have you guys along for the ride, too. Um, it's great. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a good thing as we build our audience. And again, like you said, this is early on. And uh, we can go nowhere but up from here, as they say. That's a good point. You're very <laughs> yeah. positive, Dick. Yeah. You're very positive. On the other hand, I look at it. I'm
1: like, oh God, something's gonna get fucked up. What is it? What is it? What? Like, I'm always but, looking for that, that what you know.
2: But don't. But you, there's nothing. Look, and I'm not the easygoing guy. I'm. I'm giving the wrong impression to people that people that know me know that I'm not that way. I, I'm a little bit. I'm kind of the perfectionist in a lot of ways and and I like to and I do stress about things that I shouldn't stress about. You know, the the tours that I did in Cuba, they were very stressful, but I enjoyed them. You know, with anything I do, I like to make sure everything is right. But with this, you know, just go in, just chill, man. Just go in. It'll happen. You'll get it. We'll we'll be fine. It'll be fine. I really believe that. So I'm looking forward to it. It's
1: so fun for me to hear Nick go Go and chill, man. Right. Mellow. That's, that's Don't the harsh the my mellow. Man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just well, kiss back, man. It's great because that's going to be my approach. And if you're going to be the stress guy, I'd rather have you do it than me because I have enough things to stress about. Oh yeah, so no, this I'll is going to be yeah. this yeah, is yeah. going to be me chilling, doing my job, and being a part of it as much as I possibly can, and however I can contribute but I'm there to have a good time, James. Let's be honest. You know, I'm there to have a good time, you know, Well, I think and, we all are right. We guess all what? want to have a good guess time. Guess what? I enjoy doing this. So it will be a good time. I enjoy being well, I around enjoy doing people. It too. people. Yeah. But I
0: mean, oh, but man. you just watch because you, Nick, me and you, we're going to be partnered up. We're going to be a team and James and Randy are going to be a team. That's and Randy loves to poke the bear. Oh my God. He loves it. Like, that's that's his number one goal in life is to poke that bear. So he will drive James
1: absolutely will. nuts. But he also talks me down from a lot of ledges yeah, as well. Yeah. So, but he does he does like to to poke the bear. Yeah, I, look, I don't know how happy I am about this arrangement because Bruce is going to be getting a lot of B roll for <laughs> us and doing some yep. interviews and whatnot on his own. I know he he asked to do one uh, in in particular, so we'll talk about that with him. So I think he'll, you know, we'll see uh, how that goes with Bruce. I'm really looking forward to seeing what what he brings to the table. Because um, he has a lot of experience in the audio video side of it. So he should know, he knows how all that goes. He, he should know, you know, he knows our interview style and all that. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I hate having somebody out on their own because I, having... Tim with you, Nick, I know how Tim does things and he does things the way I want them done. Cause like he and I have done this for the last couple of years. So I'm like, all right, I'm good with Tim's process.
2: and you knew me and you you knew me and randy together just wasn't gonna work i i love randy dearly but i don't think we would work together randy Randy
1: would poke you the way he pokes me and i just i would not i don't want to deal with that because i had to deal with that uh before yeah i don't want to deal with like personality conflicts and whatnot not that i think you guys would have a conflict but i can hear you coming back going can I have Tim, please? Can Tim just follow me around? Because <laughs> Jesus Christ,
2: fucking Randy! <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've seen Randy, too.
1: Yeah, no, it'll be a, yeah. it'll be a good time. I know we're gonna have a team meeting, the last team meeting before the uh, the trade show here in a week uh, coming up, like next week, I think. And so I'm looking forward to having you know the five guys that are going. We're gonna talk about all the stuff, and so yeah, prepared. I think we're really better prepared than we have been the last couple of years i think we know what to expect this year uh more so than we did last year uh because the covid year doesn't count i don't think and uh yeah man it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to uh having fun with you guys and look we invited coop up to to the room uh i'll give him i'll slip in my room key um <laughs> weird way to say it but Uh, we invited them up, uh, to do, uh, after show, like, so guys make sure you're following us on YouTube and rumble. That's going to be the best way to find. We're going to be doing some YouTube lives, some Facebook lives. If we can figure out how to do both at the same time, uh, and some rumble lives. And, uh, we, have been testing that Tim did a great job, uh, getting all that together. So go follow us on YouTube, simply stogies podcast, rumble, simply stogies podcast, uh, and, and, uh, Facebook simply stogies podcast.
0: Yeah, I think, excuse me, I think uh, shortly before we uh, depart for the trade show, we'll jump on a Zoom call, we'll live stream it, and we'll just kind of uh, see if we can't talk a little bit about what to expect and so forth, kind of like a pre-pre-show.
1: Yeah, and and if we can figure out how to put the intro in there and like a countdown to like when we're going to go live and all that, like I think that'll be great. I don't know. I, I don't know how any of that works, any of it at all, but we'll figure it out. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So make sure you guys are following us there. Uh, we'll do an Instagram live real quick. So if you're following us on Instagram, again, Simply Stokies podcast, all one word. Um, if you're following us there, you'll get a, a tip off, off before we go live because we. it's kind of hard to schedule these. We might be able to schedule the one in the morning. The one in the evening might be a little bit difficult, but we want to do a pregame every day with everybody and kind of uh, talk about what we're looking forward to, who we talked to the day before, all, all that kind of stuff. And then that night we'll talk about, you know, we saw that day uh kind of our thoughts on some things and maybe hopefully have a few guests like coop uh, and he invited us to to their bunker so maybe we'll take an evening and go hang out with uh will and the gang uh we' kind of like cool in the gang but it's coop in the gang there you go coop in the gang I like that uh, <laughs> and uh so I'm looking forward to it. it should be fun like look I'm not it's the, us damn bloggers are kind of a weird <laughs> we're, we're kind of a weird group because we don't not all of us like to get along and we're all very protective of our intellectual property. So when there is that cross uh, pollination, so to speak, when Coop comes on our show um, when Joe Fiatola comes on our show or I go on Joe's show, um, it's nice to have those kind of people that you can network with uh, while you're there and kind of bounce ideas off of and, and whatnot. And Coop was very gracious with his wisdom i can't thank him enough for coming on and answering all of my dumbass questions uh and and really you know sharing with us what he thought you know are, are his keys to success at the trade show
0: yeah i <sighs> I really like that. I know last year, because I was going to say this a little earlier, last year when we went into the PCA trade show, one of the things that I wanted to do was to try to establish like some sort of relationship with the other media people that are out there. And quickly I realized that once you hit the floor, you're running and it is hard to set time aside for something like sitting back and smoking a cigar and talking with other media. Cause Coop said it, you, you got to get back. You got to edit the video. You got to, there's so much to do.
1: Well, and I remember, and that, you know, I wanted that interview that we did with Coop a couple of weeks ago, Nick, I wanted that to be there at the, on the trade show floor or right before or right after. And I remember last year calling you and being like, Hey, you're friends with Coop. Do you think you can, you know, tell him I'm looking for him. I really want to talk to him, see if I can get him on the show real quick. And you said, yep, absolutely. And you called him. He said, yes, even though he was very busy. And I could, I saw him after I had called you and you called me back and you said, yeah, he'll do it. I remember seeing him once. I was in the middle of an interview with somebody. I see him walking by and I don't even remember which video I tell you guys to go watch it because I'm sure you see me go. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> now, like no with my find head. It. Uh, and, uh, and then I couldn't find him ever again. I even ran up to the, uh, smoke and tobacco crew, uh, Matthew tobacco and his, his lovely wife, Nicole. And I was like, Hey, you guys are friends with Coop. Have you seen him? And they're like, oh, no, we haven't seen him. He's running around here. <laughs> he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off. I'm like, yeah, well, we all are. So yeah, he's
2: very focused. He's very focused. And, uh, he definitely, you know, he plays his a game with it for sure.
1: 100% the guy, the guy is awesome. And I can't, I can't thank him enough uh, for everything he's done for us. Damn bloggers over the years. Uh, you know, and I know things will change. They always do in this industry. So I can bitch and moan and complain about the, the PCA and how they do things, but it's not how they're going to always do things. And, and we kind of have to be our own cheerleaders. Uh, and if, if we can get a united front with us, damn bloggers, Uh, with these guys at the PCA, hopefully things will change and uh, we'll have, they will be a little more welcoming and open for us uh, in the future. So
2: I think it's inevitable. It's only going to get better. They're going to realize the importance of media with the cigar manufacturers. And once they realize that the manufacturers are asking for it, and it's a major part of this show is to get the word across, not just to the retailers that are going to the show, but to the consumers back home that can't go and they can live vicariously through the media. So it's a good thing. They should, they should encourage it. Well, yeah. And James said it early, uh, earlier
0: is, you know, when we're out there and we're displaying the product and we're showing the product, we're talking to these people, we're letting the customers know. And now the customers can go to their shops and say, Hey, I'm really excited for this. Are you going to bring it? Are you going to carry it in? And that's just increased business for the, for the brick and mortar.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's like I said. I think it's a win-win all around if media is treated like actual media. Like we all don't have to do the same things, and we all don't have to have the same idea of what media is. I know uh, Garoflo at uh, uh, the Cigar Authority has a different idea of what media is, and I don't necessarily agree uh, with what he uh, what he says media is. I think we all have a part to play, uh, and and I think the the sooner the manufacturers realize that and the trade show uh, PCA realizes that at the trade show, will will get better going forward. And I, I, I think it's coming. I think technology is there. I mean, look, we have 4k cameras, right? Everybody's got a 4k camera now. I mean, my phone takes as good of a picture or video. It, in fact, it goes up to 8k on my phone. So I could take an 8k video. Uh, you know, the audio is so easy anymore for anybody to get good audio. Like, and not to again, denigrate anybody, but if your audio sucks, like you're doing something wrong, it's not, it's not hard. It's not rocket science. And so I think that with technology just getting better and better all the time uh, and smaller and smaller, I mean, you remember the first year, our footprint was huge. We were carrying around big cases of stuff and backpacks and everything else. And this year it all basically fits in the palm of our hand. Uh, which is perfect. And we're going to get uh, much better video, much better audio than we've had. Uh, and and so, yeah, I think it's inevitable. It's just a, a, like Nick said, a matter of time, matter of time.
0: I'm excited Absolutely. for the PCA trade show. Uh, my magic number, not that anybody cares, is an eight. And I'm leaving those two points on the table just because I know something is not going to go right. But I do feel really good about it because I think that um, we've uh, we, we've definitely spent the time to prepare. Uh, we've made sure that our equipment works. We've made sure that everything's as identical as possible so everything will work together well. And um, I think we have a good plan of attack and, and who's going to do what role. So I'm really excited for it. Where's your
1: nervousness wait? level?
0: Uh, that's where those two points are.
1: Oh. <laughs> so that's, you're only at a yeah. two?
0: Yeah, I'm, right, now I'm to, uh, right now I'm at a two. At a two. I was going to say tool. Right now I'm at a two. I know that once we get there, we get on the floor and uh, we, we break out the equipment for the first time. I'm going to be like, oh, uh, uh, how does this all go back together again?
1: We'll work through it. I'm not. I'm not right, well, too worried. about I, it. I I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm sure you are. I mean, yeah. you were right about this stupid show. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck.
0: Well, hey, if anybody's got any Secret ideas. Sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag secret sauce. If anybody's got any ideas or, uh, things that they want to see, things that they're excited about, uh, info at simply stogies.com, or you can tag us on Instagram, YouTube, uh, rumble. And I believe we have Facebook
1: too, right? Yeah. Tweet, right? yeah it's all simply stogies podcast. Yeah. It's all simply stogies podcast. The only so thing that's different is our Twitter. And that's at simply stogies. Do we even use Twitter? Not very often. That's just, it's a, that's a whole show in and of itself, but the cigar culture hasn't really made it to Twitter yet. It has, and it hasn't, there are some pockets of it, but it's not something anybody follows. And I hate Twitter. I hate social media altogether, but whatever. (laughs) No, we know. All right, (laughs) James, Nick,
0: thanks for coming on once again. I know you didn't want to, but uh, I do appreciate it.
1: It's the secret sauce, man. The I, secret sauce. Nick and I are the secret ingredients in your secret sauce.
0: <laughs> it sounds so <laughs> weird when you say it.
1: <laughs> well, <Wow. laughs> said it first.
0: All right, James. Well, once you're done laughing, why don't you sign us out?
1: Thanks for watching, guys. Go follow us on social media. Make sure you're uh, following us on uh, Rumble and on uh, YouTube. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Greg Free on next week. Not Free on, but Greg Free on the show from Fuerte Libre. Uh, So I'm really looking forward to that. Make sure you tune in next week. Until then, friends, stay smoky.